Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lawn Care Unscripted, where everything is unscripted, and you can definitely tell that it is. Hope everybody's having a great morning today. It is beautiful, sunshiny. I'm ready to knock everything out. If I can get done what I want done today, I won't have to work tomorrow unless I get a call. Um, which would be good because I need to do some maintenance on equipment. I need... There's a bunch of stuff around the house I gotta get done that just get keeps getting pushed off uh, to the next weekend or the next day or whatever just because I don't have time or I don't feel like doing it when I get home. Um, I didn't... I did get the belts changed on my 72 yesterday. But not before I cut my grass. I figured I'd, I figured I'd go ahead and, and cut mine, and then I'll put the fresh belts on. So I got them on, and I will be shocked if it doesn't make a huge difference because getting the belts off, I think they're not right belts. They're I think they're stins. Um, they might be a different brand. I can't remember, but. The two idler, the little idler arms that are adjustable with the springs on it, where it puts tension on it and releases tension. When I went to get the old ones off, I could literally just slip them off over the, uh, over to the idler pulley. And getting the new ones on was like uber tight. So I have a feeling that was my big problem. But I am on my way to that large property in the town next to ours, and I will find out real quick whether that was the problem or not. So looking forward to that. Then I've got I uh, go up to the lake today and cut that route. So it should be should be a nice day. It is still hot as all get out here. And humid, oh my goodness. It is miserable. I stopped by uh, the, there I go with the uh again. I'm starting to catch myself doing it now. I went by the gas station this morning to fill up, and I did not get my coffee this morning. Usually I'll have a cup of coffee when I get up and, and get about the day. So I was at the gas station, and I thought, well, I'll just walk in and get me an energy drink or coffee or something. So I got this thing called Celsius. I've never... I'm not familiar with this, but it's supposed... It has no no high-fructose corn syrup, no aspartame, no preservatives, no sugar. I was like, well, we'll give... uh, Give this a, a roll and, and see what it tastes like. So this, the flavor kind of got me intrigued. It's called sparkling. Is it called sparkling? Sparkling mandarin marshmallow. Now I don't know if this is just a southern thing or if it's done throughout the country, but my mom used to make a mandarin orange, what she called mandarin orange salad, which I believe was just like. Mandarin oranges, marshmallows, and Cool Whip. And 
I always loved the taste of that. Now, granted, I guarantee you that was not a healthy way to eat oranges, but uh, nonetheless, you know, it's one of those specific tastes that stick with you. And I, so I saw the mandarin orange and I thought, okay, you know, we'll give this, this a whirl. It tastes like a liquid version of that salad. It is ridiculously good. Um, I don't know about all the benefits of it or detractors of it. Of course, it says it gives you energy uh, if you drink it before you do workout. So that ought to be, that's interesting. But I'm drinking it on the way to the ne- to the first property of the day, and we'll see if I get, you know, magic energy from this drink. I'm not holding out hope, but it's cold and it's good, so good enough for me. But I will, uh, I'm pulling into this property. I'm going to get it cut, and then uh, we'll get in uh, into a couple topics today. All right, guys, so I just finished that big, uh, about five-acre property, the first one for today, uh, with the 72, and those belts made a world of difference. I could tell even go through in the, uh, going through the really thick, wet stuff, it wasn't bogging down, so when I was cutting, um, before I changed the belts, any type of thick grass or wet grass or anything like that, it would, it would bog it down. So you could almost like tell that the blades were struggling and that's where I could see some of that slippage. And now, man, it's just powering right through it. Although I do, I've got, to, uh, I'm going to replace the blades on it tomorrow. I could tell one of the blades is getting a little dull and then one of my anti-scalp wheels is shot. But luckily, I've got both of those in stock at home, so I'll get, I might as well just go ahead and throw all new anti-scalps on, just to keep it nice and fresh. Man, for some reason, that's 70, uh, 72, it eats those anti-scalp wheels. I'm, I'm guessing it's just because that deck is so heavy, it's constantly, you know, flexing and, and whatnot. And the same thing with the blades. I bend those uh, those blades faster than any other any other mower. Of course, it's uh, if I if my memory is correct, it is a 24 and a half inch long blade, which is I mean that's pretty darn long. So you're gonna get some flex in there. Um, trying to think of the blades that are on there they're just high lift blades but um i want to say these are like ebay blades or or something just because they're so freaking expensive blades used to be cheap um now it's nuts it's like my grandstand uh my dealer gets a hundred buck basically a hundred bucks for uh for a set for my 52 inch and I think it's like well that's after tax because they're like $24.99 after before tax and you know all that kind of mess so maybe it's like 85 bucks 90 bucks somewhere around there but that's still super expensive now I did find OEM Toro blades on I bet two, I bought two sets on eBay for a hundred bucks or $99 or whatever it is they do. 
Um, so I got two fresh sets there, and then I've got I've got two more sets that are in pretty decent shape that can be resharpened. I've got to buy a new blade sharpener. Um, I've got to do that. I had an old Oregon, it's like an Oregon, it had the big stone wheel on there, and it worked okay. I could never get it, like, super tuned in, and uh, the motor ended up blowing in that thing after I hadn't used it for that long. So I said, forget it, you know, I'll just... Uh, I'll just do it by hand a little bit. But our terrain is so rough up here. I mean, there are so many, like, roots that stick up out of the ground. There's rock everywhere. Um, there's all this crazy stuff. And usually, I end up damaging the blades before they're, you know, quote-unquote, dull, dull. And I don't typically sharpen every day. But I sharpen on a frequent basis, but I'm changing out the blades pretty constantly. And last year, I just, I went through so many blades last year. I mean, I've got a pile at home. I need to take it to like the scrap or something because that's, that's a lot of blades. But I would literally just, as soon as they get, uh, as soon as they would get dull or break, like the the terrain up here, when you hit something, you can either put a ding in the cutting side of it, or sometimes it'll break the, the high lift fin off, and that's really common up here. I wish somebody would come up with a stronger fin just for these hard areas, but essentially what I'd do is I'd just take them off last year, put a new set on, throw the old ones to the side, and rock on. Uh, now, those are for my, I was running my 52 right intensity last year, and that mower's got to have a lot of work done to it. I've got to replace all the spindles. I've have, I took it to the dealer um, this off season just to have them go through it and find out what needs to be done. It was like, it was almost $3,000 worth of work that needs to be done to it. So... Uh, that's one of those that just kind of got, it's pushed off to the side right now, but I will, I'll probably refurbish that mower just cause I, I really like that mower. It has been dang good to me. And it's got the same engine that my grandstand has on it. It's that FX641V, that Kawasaki. Man, that thing is, it's impressive. Um, what was I saying? I was paying attention to where I was going. Uh, but anyway, I need I'm I need to buy one of those RGBs, um, and just be done with it. Because not only do I have my mowers, but my dad has his 52 uh, 4000 series Toro sit down that's a runs the same blades as my grandstand. So, it would be much more efficient to buy them in bulk and then just resharpen them. But I got to go through that pile and throw out all the ones that are broken and then refurb the, the good ones. And then I should have several good sets for 
for that uh, intensity once I get it fired back up. I actually still own a Xmark Radius 48. That was my first sit-down zero turn. Uh, one of my buddies has it right now, and he's supposed to be buying it from me for a couple of grand. It's got the Toro, or not the Toro, but the Xmark branded engine on it. Uh, and I think this was, so I bought this in 2015 or 16, I think. It was right when Radius came out. And it was pretty decent for light stuff, but... Man, I had a lot of issues with that engine. A lot of issues. And I just got fed up with it. And that's when I bought the Intensity. And now I haven't looked back from, from stand-ons. But I am quite excited that those belts seem to make quite a bit of difference. I figured that they would just from the the slop that was in those old belts so what I'll probably do is I'll go ahead and buy another set of the right belts and have them in stock that way these these should not wear out before the end of the year but if they do or if something breaks then I've got a hot spare it's always something man and nothing's cheap with these mowers holy cow it is crazy. But, I only have, ends up I only have two left, no, three left to do today. I had four, but one of my customers just emailed me and fired me. It's kind of funny. Um, this is one that I expected. I talked, maybe it was last week or the week before. I can't remember. But I was talking about uh, I had fired one of my customers. I wasn't cutting his grass, but I was doing a lot of the trimming, and I had a lot of problems with this guy. Um, this lady is down the street from him, and I knew as soon as I fired him that he would call her and start uh, start in on her as to why uh, I'm still cutting the grass, this, that, and the other. And I figured they're apparently they're pretty close. There are two deer standing right next to the road. Hello, deer. That thing is just staring a hole right through me. Man, some of these deer, they are not afraid. It's just chilling right there. You're not afraid of me. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, so... When I fired him, I knew it was only a matter of time before they got her to fire me. It is what it is. I've already replaced that lawn with a, another one just to preemptively close that gap. Because, like I said, I, I knew this was going to happen. But I don't know if... Uh, has anyone else ever had that situation where you get rid of a customer and then they happen to know another customer of yours and then bad talk you or whatever to to get them to to let you go just because you didn't want to do theirs anymore this is the first time for me i mean i'm I, i'm not taking it personally i in fact like i said i knew it was going to happen but you know it's just one of those things but i have to do what's 
best for me and best for my business. And dealing with that guy was not best for my business. So it was it was worth when I made that decision. I I knew I was basically giving up two yards, and I'm okay with that. But uh, what have y'all ever had anything happen like that before? What uh, what did you do? I'm gonna respond to her tonight. She was very cordial in the email. Um, she was a little derogatory, saying it doesn't look like anything's been trimmed and. You know, there's some pile of something up there, which I don't know what she's talking about. But this is a bi-weekly weekly yard, so I'm, you know, basically what I'll do is I'll just explain to her that the grass does grow, and when you're only getting a cut every other week, it's going to grow faster, especially since she has a lot of weeds in her yard. Now, she has a Bermuda lawn. But, uh, supposedly she has weed control, but there ain't no weed control on that lawn. It's a hot mess. But, um, you know, I'll just explain to her that, you know, with a bi-weekly service, that is, you know, it's going to grow within two weeks. And last weekend, she was complaining because they were up here last weekend. Well, last weekend was Memorial Day, or, uh, sorry, Labor Day. And, you know, that was her off week of being serviced. I never got a call or an email saying, hey, we're going to be up at the lake. Uh, do you mind swinging by for an extra service uh, since we're going to be up there? These people are, they come up to this house maybe three or four times during the season. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I've gotten kind of used to it. I probably would have taken it pretty personally a year or two ago. But I don't know if I'm just getting harder or caring less what people think. or I don't know what it is. But either way, I'm cool with it. So uh, tell me what you guys think. Has, has this happened to you? What did you do in the situation? Um, whenever I get something like this, I never respond immediately because I think you're doing that out of more emotion emotions at the moment than anything. So I'll wait till tonight, and I'll I'll send her a a nice email that's very professional and cordial, and I'm not going to beg for the property back. Well, you know, I, I will state my case, and we'll leave it at that. You know, make sure she's paid up on her invoices, and, you know, no hard feelings. I don't do contracts, and I tell all my customers up here, um, I don't do contracts. If you're not happy, tell me. Just tell me what's bothering you. Let me try to fix it, and if I can't fix it, then we'll part ways, and, you know, there's no hard feelings, but I feel like locking somebody into a contract, um, one party is always going to be, not always, but if they have an issue, they're, they're going to be resentful for it, uh, you know, whether I, it was me being resentful to the guy that I was having a hard time with, or this lady being resentful to me because, hey, I have you locked in a contract. You know, ha, 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 I'm going to get you for the rest of the year. Uh, That's not worth it. It's not worth it for the customer, and it's not worth it for me. So, um, it is what it is, and we'll just move along. I started a new lawn yesterday that uh, I actually took on in preparation for 
losing this lawn. So, you know, we'll we'll move on down the road and, and keep on cutting. It is it's almost one o'clock. Oof. It is getting super hot here all of a sudden. It was pretty nice this morning, but man, all of a sudden it is just it's like someone cranked the oven all the way up. But I just pulled up to the next yard. It doesn't, I actually cut this one last week. Um, but this was an, that was an extra cut because he had someone coming in. Uh, it's a lake house. Uh, he had family or guests or somebody coming in and he wanted it cut. So I'm getting him back on the, the regular schedule this week. What, uh, that's another question I got. You know, if you have someone that wants an extra cut on a holiday, do you then just swap weeks? So I wouldn't cut him this week. I'd just bump it in next week. Or do you just add it on as an extra cut? Uh, I've been adding them on just because I have other houses in this subdivision that are scheduled to be cut this week. So I don't want to throw it off and then have to be back in this subdivision this week, next week, the next week. And you're constantly going back and forth. I need to keep that route optimized, and it's super easy to to lose that optimization when someone wants to skip a week or uh, add a week or anything like that. But I haven't had anyone complain about it uh, so far. So now this one should be fairly nice and easy to cut because it hasn't grown a whole heck of a lot since uh, since the last service. Well, I'm gonna get out here, get it cut real quick, and. We'll move on to the next one. All right, so I just finished up uh, the lake properties. Let me turn this air conditioner down, and it is hot. Um, just finished up the lake properties, and the the blower sack, the blower saga continues. The uh, the 800 has now cracked its throttle cable. Um, guy's got a what does he have that's a little x mark looks like a radius um so basically when i crank it it's full throttle or, or nothing um i've got a, i actually have another throttle cable at home um i need to put it on there the problem i'm having is so on the tube it has this little clip in piece and there's this circular grommet that goes through there and that holds the wire that goes down to the goes off the carburetor down to the throttle and mine keeps popping out is this a what is this emergency vehicle no why do you have red lights this tree truck has red flashing lights on it that seems interesting to me um talking about the blower um so that little piece keeps popping out and then it is putting pressure on the cable as it's flopping around and of course i keep clicking it back in so maybe my little clip is then out of shape or, or whatnot but essentially it has what is that all right so in front of me Oh, I know what that is. 
So they must be trimming trees against the uh, along the power lines today. That is a cool piece of equipment. It is this um, looks like this massive tractor with these huge wheels on it. It's got a blade in front of it, but it has this extendable pole with what looks like a gigantic saw blade on it. And they'll go up next to the uh, power lines and telephone lines and stuff like that, and they'll extend that pole and start cutting limbs around the uh, the power lines. Oh, man, I hadn't seen one of those in a long time. Uh, up here, I guess the state contracts or the county or somebody, different tree companies. This is Davy, which is a national company, I think. But they, when they do it up here, especially at the lake, I, I don't know why, but they, they'll cut all this stuff and then they'll just leave it. They don't clean up after themselves and they don't care. They're, they're knocking it down and, and off they go. So the last time that they did this was probably three or four years ago. And I had to go behind them in all my yards and clean up all the limbs and sticks and mess that they left behind. So hopefully they're just on the main road. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the blower. Uh, with that cable being out and not secured in that little clip, it allows the, the, the cable itself to flop back and forth, which if you're flopping back and forth on a wire, eventually that wire is going to snap. Uh, and that's basically what's happened so luckily i happen to have my little 450 on the truck that thing probably hadn't been cranked in two or three months and that sucker fired right up but holy cow <laughs> there is quite a bit of difference between an 800 and that 450 um i had to use the mower as part of the blower because it just the grass is still just a little bit wet that blower was was struggling but it was nice because it was super light backpack blower it doesn't have any of the comfort features that the bigger ones have but man it's light um and it does an okay job for what it is i mean that that blower is mainly my gutter cleaning cleaning blower so hey sometimes you just have to adapt to to what you got, especially in the field, I, I am glad that I just happened to have that uh, that blower on me, or else I'd have been trying to blow off the driveways and stuff with the 450, and that just would not, or uh, with the mower, and that would not have been would not have been a super easy task. But it's done. Everybody's happy. I've got a the property I just left. It uh, I think it's a rent. I have not found it on VRBO or Airbnb, but I know she rents this thing out because there's always different cars there, and she's talking about clients and whatnot. So I am pushing. I'm going to be pushing her this fall and spring to do some serious cleanups. It's a really nice little property, but it just hasn't been, it's a high maintenance property because it's got a bunch of wooded area where trees have fallen and then the, the uh, back has a pool and then it goes down to the lake. 
So really, it's a great setup, but they've got like vines and ivy and all this other junk growing up in the, especially in the backyard. So you can't even see the lake. So I'm I'm pushing to to get that business out of her this year, and then I'm gonna get her to go weekly next year, just because with all the different customers and stuff they have coming in there, it seems like they're staying about a week and then and then going. But uh, you want that fresh, fresh look when you, especially if you're renting the place out. I'd be embarrassed if, you know, my grass was super tall and I'm renting out a property at a premium price. And I guarantee you it's not cheap. But I've already gotten the, she has these two flower beds. I actually went up and I, I looked up a picture online of the property. And this was, I think it was like on Zillow or something like that. Maybe it was Google Earth. I can't remember. But I tried to do that to see if there's any old pictures to see what it looked like before. And I found an old picture of the property. And it was gorgeous. I mean, you could tell these people spent some time on this thing. In front of the the front entrance, they have these two gigantic beds uh, on either side of the little brick pathway that goes to the front door and those have they are so overgrown so I actually hired my sister to go in and pull all the weeds out of it a couple of weeks ago and I I contacted the customer to find out because she she had emailed me and she was like hey um, I had a customer complain about the bushes in front of the front of the house I said yeah they're way overgrown it's kind of what I've been telling you but right now is not the time to go in and you know cut these things super far back it's like um, we can we can get all the weeds out of there and then I'll trim the bushes lightly right in front of the door so there's a clear path but you know, you really need to have all this stuff done really pruned back in the in the fall. And she gave me the go-ahead to do it. And that's the customer that I love. I tell her what she needs, and she goes, okay, just do it and bill me for it. Now, you could take advantage of that and overbill for something or, you know, give them services that they really don't need, but... In my case, you know, it, it's this is what the property needs, and I'm not going to overbill her. I'm going to charge her the my standard flat rate. Um, severe thunderstorm. Interesting. My truck is telling me that there's a severe thunderstorm, and it is nothing but blue skies. But uh, that's the type of customer I want. You know, they don't live here. They come up to the to the lake probably a couple times a year, but they're renting it out. And they don't want to do anything when they come up except play. So if I can get that full service next year with weekly lawn maintenance, continuous bed cleanup, um, all that kind of fun stuff, I think it'll be beneficial for both her and me. Me, because it'll be a weekly property, it's less work every week rather than having to cut it every two weeks. 
because that grass does grow pretty fast. Um, and she'll have a better experience because, you know, people will be more likely to rebook with her if you come into a property and it's clean, tidy, you know, the yard's kept nice, the, uh, you've got fresh mulch or straw in the beds. It's a, it's that curb appeal. And when, when you pull up, I know if I was renting a house, frankly, I'd be kind of upset if I rented that house and got there and, and it was in the condition that it normally is. Um, but I, she's one that I guarantee will, will, uh, be willing to, to go with my suggestion. Now, I was thinking about that on the last, pro- on her property of, you know, back to this whole weekly, weekly thing. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out a, a, a letter to each client personally and give them the benefits of having full service on a weekly basis. And, you know, what I'll do is I'll include the price in there and then also offer, you know, fall and spring cleanups, leaf uh, leaf cleanups, just kind of some of those more value-add services that I can do on a property when I'm already there. Um, I know Cameron was talking about maybe getting a new piece of equipment and he was talking about a mini skid. I bought a, I bought a John Deere 317G at March, I guess. And I looked at a lot of the, the mini skids. I really like the cat 259D. Um, it seems to be a really good, good product and I, I like the cat brand and you know all that kind of stuff and I actually went and looked at one to buy and hopped in it and that cab was so tight and tiny I was like you know this is I can tell right now this would not be comfortable for a long uh, long term use you know if you're in it for 8-10 hours whatever and I found they, they happened to have a John Deere on the property, and I hopped in that, and I didn't know really a whole lot about the, I know John Deere mowers, but I, I don't know their, you know, their, I guess what they're really known for, their equipment equipment, the skid steers and dozers and all that kind of stuff. But I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of room that you had in the, in the, uh, in the cab. So what I did was, is I just kind of, I started perusing, I think it was Facebook, and I found a guy that had one about an hour from me, and it's a 2020, it's an enclosed cab, so it has the air conditioning, it's got a radio and all this other crazy stuff, and it's a 2020 model that he had for about a year and it only had a hundred hours on it and I thought man that's you know that's basically new 
But the other selling feature for me was he had a he had the tooth bucket, he had a brown uh, brush uh, brush mower or brush something or another, and he also had pallet forks that he was selling with it, and I ended up, I called him, I was like, you know, it was one of those deals that seems too good to be true, and you see that a lot on, especially Facebook, it seems too good to be true, 95% of the time it is, uh, so I called the guy and talked to him, super nice guy, he's a full-time firefighter, he said, well, you know, I just don't have... I, I bought it to clear out a uh, piece of property on my property, and then he goes, I did a couple of brush jobs, and I just don't have time for it anymore. Um, so I bought it, and it's been dang good. I mean, it's uh, the air conditioning in it is, is not what I would call air conditioning. It's more like a slight, you might drop one or two degrees in there, but it is hot hot um but the entire reason i bought the thing was is we've got all this acreage and we need we needed to have uh the woods underbrushed and i wanted a couple trails built back in there and all this other stuff and i started looking at companies to come in and do it and what i found in my area is about 1500 to 2000 dollars a day is what it costs to have that done and then I started figuring out how long it would take them to do the job. And at that point, it made sense for me to buy one because <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot. I can't remember the exact figures, but I want to say it was by the time I got all the work I wanted done, it was somewhere in the 20,000 range to have them come out and do everything. And it just didn't make I wasn't going to pay someone to come do that. Um, so I started looking, and this is how I typically do with any equipment I buy. Um, all right, I need this piece of equipment. Can I make this? Can I can I get this piece of equipment to make money for me? Um, so far, I haven't done anything with it, but this winter, uh, fall and winter, I'm, I'm going to be advertising for some underbrushing. We have a lot of... Uh, woods up here you know where people underbrush and and clean up and if i can get that thing to make me a you know grand 1500 bucks a day that would be awesome it'll start paying for itself real quick um and it gives me the versatility to do a lot of the stuff that i want to do around the house um and it's not bad i bought a i had two five gallon plastic diesel containers that I was uh, filling up and then coming to the skid steer and and gassing it up uh, but and that was getting super annoying because it would only fill it up like I think it's a 20 gallon tank in that thing so you'd only get like half a tank and then you got to go fill it up again but I found this company called Vivor V-E-V-O-R I believe um I don't really know a whole lot about them, but they were showing this diesel tank that's made out of, um, it's a plastic material. It's a super thick plastic material, 
and it has the uh, pump on it with the handle and these leads that you could hook up to the battery. Uh, you can put a battery on it. You can hook it up to your truck or piece of equipment or whatever. And I want to say that thing. So I bought the 75-gallon tank, and I think it was maybe four or five hundred bucks, something like that. But that has been a game changer. I have an old trailer that uh, I leave that tank sitting on. And then when I'm ready to fill it up, I can go to one of the local gas companies here and buy off-road diesel for it. And the off-road diesel is so much cheaper than um, the on-road diesel. So that's made a huge difference. But all that to say, um, Cameron, take a look at them. If you can find a way to make uh, make it earn you some money and, and get that ROI on it, then I'd say go for it. And you might not necessarily need an enclosed cab. Uh, you know, if you're not doing brush, uh, brush work with it, I don't think you necessarily need one. I have to have a, a door on. It's got a special forestry door on it. That is, I don't know if it's Lexan or, or what, but if you have one of those sticks come back and, and knock on that thing, it will scare you half to death. Now, I've got a buddy up here that runs a Taguchi TL8 with a brush mower on it, and it's an open cab, and he just goes for it, but there ain't no way I would do that. Um, but see if you can make it work for you. You know, they're, they're really versatile, and I'm finding more and more attachments that are they're more expensive than, like, PTO-driven tractor attachments, but they also seem to be a little bit more heavy-duty. Um, what I'm trying to find is a... I want to get a Harley rake for it, and I also want... I think I've seen one somewhere, like a chipper shredder that you could hook on at the front of that thing. I, I believe that would be super useful around here. Um, but the, the options are endless. Like, that's one thing I'm looking forward to at Equip this year is shopping the attachments you can get for the skid steers. Now, mine's not a high-flow system, but nowadays you can get the, the low-flow systems are so efficient, you can get a lot of pieces of equipment to run on that thing. But that's, uh, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I'm going to, I got to knock off a little bit early today, which was nice after that whole uh, fiasco with the customer firing me. But that just gives me a little bit of time this afternoon. I might, uh, I might start working on the... The blade change, I need to do oil changes on both mowers. Might start knocking some of that out, and then that will open up tomorrow for a little bit. I might, unless I get a call for one of the fields that I cut. I'm still expecting that probably tonight, but if I don't, then I'll get to go in the back and play tomorrow. I need to, I'm still working on my berm for my gun range. And the camper parking area back there, uh, I went down there after all the rains we've had, and I can see where 
some of the water is running in that camping area. So I need to go in and, and add some more real, uh, we have a lot of clay up here. I'm probably going to get some clay and, and put that, uh, put that over there, just kind of firm it up a little bit. Then I might do, uh, what do they call it? Road bond. Um, there's a guy, and I think I've talked about him before. His name's Todd. He, he runs the Digging Life 21 channel, and I think his other channel, he has three channels. His other one is Digging Life Deeper, and then he has a new firearms channel, and I can't remember the name of that. But he uses, uh, he does a lot of uh, digging in of roads and land clearing and all this kind of stuff. But he uses road bond quite a bit, and I know I can get some up here, so that might be a uh, a solution just to kind of firm up that ground a little bit. But we'll see. I will probably uh, I'll probably still make a, a podcast tomorrow just as to you know what I'm getting into and if I get called out to do something. Um, but. Hope you guys have a great and productive rest of your Thursday, and try one thing that'll make you a little bit more efficient today. I, I am, I'm trying as, as much as I can every day to, to think of something that can make me just a little bit more efficient, and it is, uh, it's, it's progress, but hey, you know, the more efficient you are, the faster you can get done, the faster you can move on, and and, and get these these properties knocked out. But y'all have a great day. I appreciate everyone that, that listens to this. I, um, I actually found the metrics screen on the podcast thing last night and was looking at it. And it's interesting to see who's listening. I mean, it doesn't tell you who's listening, but um, there's looks like there's some people in Canada that are listening and there was another country on there. I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's impressive. Um, if you're not making a podcast, jump in, man. I'm telling you, it is so refreshing and, uh, let's, let's build this podcast community up and, uh, you know, encourage one another, all that. Let's, uh, let's get with it. I'm going to, Head out here. I got to open my back gate and get the truck pulled in and start working on the mowers. Y'all take care and have a great afternoon.